It is Sunday, February 7th, 2016. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, more rambling about Star Wars, the creation of cinematic universes, and the rise of 90s nostalgia. It's episode 9.02, A Windy Day. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Well, it's kind of back to normal Targs for me. It's just uh, me here talking about stuff that I find interesting. So my apologies to everyone who might be tuning in based on last week's show to hear more insightful, witty discussions. Nope, most of the time it's just me sitting here babbling all by myself. Although I will admit I was really excited about doing last week's show because that was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. And again, big thanks to Matthew and Mark for joining me with that. Hopefully we will be doing it again with some of the other big movies coming out this spring. But yeah, it was quite a crazy 2015, wasn't it? With all the Star Wars hype, every trailer that came along, we were just going crazy for. And then there was Force Friday where all of the Star Wars merchandise went on sale. Did I tell you my Force Friday story? I know I told it on the air in my real radio job, and I know I mentioned it in my blog. And here's what happened. So Friday, September 4th, that's when all the Star Wars merchandise went on sale for the new movie. And of course, me being the action figure guy, I wanted to get my hands on the new action figures. So the week before September 4th, I was off on summer vacation. When I came back to Westlock, I noticed, hey... A new department store had opened up in town. So over my lunch break, I decided to walk over and check it out. And when I walked through the front door, I thought to myself, you know, I've been reading online about a few department stores in the U.S. that screwed up and accidentally put some of the toys out early. Wouldn't it be hilarious if this was one of those stores that did that? And it turned out it was one of the stores that did that. I went over to the toy section and there it was, a complete assortment of brand new Star Wars The Force Awakens action figures. Kylo Ren, Captain Phasma, the new Stormtroopers, Finn, Rey, Poe Dameron. I'm like, okay, Mark, keep it together. So, of course, first I grabbed Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma, not wanting to commit myself to any favorite character just yet. I figured I'd just go for the cool armors on the villains. So I went to the front counter to buy them. And again, I'm like, keep it together. Let no one know that you're a grown man freaking out over brand new Star Wars toys. So... I'm making the purchase. I'm trying to be just as calm as possible. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I am buying these toys for 
a nephew, perhaps, yes. Oh, and by the way, what time do you close tonight? Not that I would be coming by after work to buy more or anything like that. Nope, oh, you close at 7 and I get off work at 6. That is very interesting. Good news to know about this brand new department store. So then, as soon as I left the store, I was so happy. I actually did squeal with joy and I had so much energy. I actually ran down the street from the store back to the office. And yes, after that, I came down a little bit. I did go back after work and I bought more. Uh, first, I bought Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma. And then when I went back after work, I got Finn and Ray. And ah, I looked at them and I'm like, yep, that'll do. I only bought four episode one figures back in the day. So four Force Awakens figures will be enough for me. And yeah, this was on like a Monday and Force Friday was that Friday. So I got them before anyone else. And I was so incredibly happy. And I might buy more Force Awakens toys, but we're waiting for the good ones now, you know. It's been revealed that Rey is a badass Jedi, so let's get her with her lightsaber. Let's make that as a figure. Let's have Kylo Ren with the removable mask. Where's old Luke? Where's old Leia? Where's old Han Solo? Get me the old guys, please. And for some reason, that is still very wanting in the Star Wars action figures department. That's kind of one of the big complaints about the Star Wars The Force Awakens toys now. It's pretty much acknowledged that Rey is the main character, she is the hero of the group, but yet there is still very little Rey merchandise. It was the same problem with uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, no one could find any Black Widow figures. Well, again, because I've been collecting action figures so for so long and reading Toy Fair magazine, this has been a problem with the action figure industry for years because action figures are toys for boys. The logic has always been if you get a girl character action figure, that's too much like a doll and boys want to play with it. So the toy manufacturers tend to avoid making those. But that's BS because everyone wants Ray, Everyone wants Black Widow. Going back to when I was a kid, I loved playing with my He-Man toys and I really wanted Tila. I love Transformers. I really wanted an RC. Toy makers, we want the girl figures, so make them already. <sighs> Actually, coming up to uh, the new Star Wars movie, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story coming out this December. Again, the lead character is also going to be a female. So if that character isn't front and center in all the merchandise, we know that Disney hasn't learned their lesson. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Yeah, they got some ambitious plans for Star Wars. We're going to get a Star Wars movie every year until the end of the decade, which is really cool. Kind of the creations of a Star Wars cinematic universe almost. That is the big buzzword in Hollywood these days, the cinematic universe. Of course, Marvel started it all, and then with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman in another month, that's the start of the DC cinematic universe. Uh, what else we got going on? Universal is trying to create a cinematic universe out of their classic monsters. So we'd get like a Dracula film and a Frankenstein film and a Wolfman film and a mummy film. And then when they all team up to take over the world, we get the Van Helsing film where Van Helsing defeats them all. Uh, there could be potential in that. Uh, let's see, Sony teamed up with Valiant Comics to create the Valiant Comics cinematic universe to which everyone is going what the hell is Valiant Comics? No one's heard of Valiant. 
Sony is also trying to create a universe, a, a cinematic universe out of Robin Hood. Really, Robin Hood? Don't get me wrong, I loved the Robin Hood stories when I was a kid, but I really don't see, you know, Friar Tuck Origins or Rise of Will Scarlet being movies. And let me guess, each one ends with Robin Hood showing up to invite them into the Merry Men Initiative. But with all of these cinematic universes in development, there was one that came out a couple of months ago that really caught my eye. Hasbro turning a lot of their properties into movies with Transformers and G.I. Joe, has decided to team up with Paramount to create a Hasbro Cinematic Universe. So what are all the properties that's going to be in the Hasbro Cinematic Universe? Well, Transformers and G.I. Joe, of course. There is precedent there. They have crossed over in the comics. Then Micronauts and Rom Space Knight. I'm pretty sure those toys are only remembered because they were pretty big parts of the Marvel Universe back in the day. You know, take Ant-Man from this past summer. When Ant-Man goes subatomic, he goes into the Quantum Realm. Why did they call it the Quantum Realm when in the comics they call it the Microverse? Well, that's because Microverse is now trademark and copyright Hasbro, which means the Micronauts live in the uh, Microverse. So, and again, Rom Space Knight, he had his own Marvel comic back in the day. So that's probably the only reason why those two are in there. So the Hasbro Cinematic Universe, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Micronauts, Rom Space Knight, and these last two really got me. Mask and Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light. I freaking loved those two when I was a kid. So Mask, if you don't remember, it was a big attempt to combine Transformers and G.I. Joe. Essentially, everyone as part of this team, their car was like a James Bond car with all the hidden weapons that would pop out. I mean, the leader drove a sports car that turned into a jet. How awesome is that? And everyone wore a special mask that gave them superpowers. It was amazing. And Visionaries... I am like the only guy on earth who still remembers Visionaries. I love the Visionaries cartoon so much. On the distant planet Prismos, suddenly one day all the technology stopped working and things quickly degenerated into the Dark Ages. And then wizards and sorcerers appeared and said that the time of magic had begun anew. Essentially, it's Mad Max with wizards and sorcerers. It was amazing. But still... I'm the only guy who remembers Visionaries. I love that you're making one movie just for me, but as long as we get that and it's good, I will be there. But the logic baffles me. There is so much craziness trying to put together cinematic universes now. And Hasbro, why aren't you including Gem in this? Let's get Gem and the holograms in there as well. You know, you could have her, like, doing the theme song for each film. It would, it, it would be crazy. So, yeah, cinematic universes are on the way. You're listening to Mark Chappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62. The Targ. Even though I loved the Gem cartoon when I was a kid, I have yet to bring myself to see the movie because the movie looked so bad. My best friend saw it because he is like three times the Gem fan I am. Seriously, if you go Google Gem and the Holograms, the third website that comes up is my best friend's personal website where he compiled a database of every Gem song in what episode of the show it is used in. He is that big of a Gem fan. And he went to go see Gem 
and he said he liked it. But when he explained why he liked it, that made him wary. Essentially, his defense of Jem was, if you treat it like the never-told origin story, and if the filmmakers accept that the only possible way they could do a sequel is to make something a little more faithful to the cartoon, then it's a really good Jem movie. I remember he used a similar defense for the incredibly horrible live-action Inspector Gadget back in the late 90s. You know, it's like you're telling a kid... Okay, you can have chocolate cake for dessert as long as you eat your Brussels sprouts. And then the kid is all like, these are the best Brussels sprouts ever. Mmm, more Brussels sprouts, please. No, we shouldn't have to go through our Brussels sprouts to get our totally awesome chocolate cake, which means we shouldn't have to go through totally crappy gem movies in the hopes that a sequel will be better. So, I don't know. I see it's on pay-per-view now. I think I'll wait a few more months to see if it shows up on Netflix for free. And the sad thing is, you know, they're not going to try again with gem. In fact, you know, I was reading the other day, someone analyzing the failure of Jem, they said Jem failed because we have to accept the fact that 80s nostalgia is now waning. The era of 80s nostalgia is done and 90s nostalgia is starting to take over. And you know, I kind of got to agree with that. 90s nostalgia is starting to become huge. I mean, Jurassic World was one of the biggest movies this past summer. And more of that had to do with nostalgia for the original Jurassic Park than the fact that people were clamoring for a new movie. You know, when Friends hit Netflix about a year ago, the internet went crazy for that. The internet is still crazy for Friends. Whenever you see like two or three of the cast members together, people are like, Oh my God, is a Friends reunion happening? Uh, we got the X-Files revival, which is currently on TV. I'm watching that and I'm loving that. It is kicking butt. Uh, so yeah, all this stuff, it makes me think that 90s nostalgia is here to stay. What sucks about 80s nostalgia dying is I know I'm never going to get my He-Man and the Masters of the Universe movie, but with 90s nostalgia on the rise, maybe I'll finally get my Gargoyles movie. U62 The Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Weird Al, it's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at chaosinabox.com. Well, it's time for the song of the show. I really should sit down and produce a big fancy intro for it. I know it's February, but I'm going to play a Christmas song. You know, this is my first time back since Christmas, and there's one Christmas album I bought. When I saw that Amazon was re-releasing it as an exclusive, I thought to myself, I must have this. It is, of course, the legendary Star Wars Christmas album, Christmas in the Stars. So since this is my first opportunity to share it with you, I am choosing R2-D2 and C-3PO's rendition of Sleigh Ride. That noise is singing, you silly bucket. What? Me teach you how to sing? Well, I don't know if I cannot. You see, it's rather complicated. But perhaps I can explain music if I try to sing you the explanation. You see, there's a kind of sound you won't find in your men. Recall, when you add a note to one, you sound it just 
before, and another one after that, and then another three or more, and suddenly you are singing notes galore. Oh, no, Arthur, it's more. There's a kind of feeling when you sing a melody, and another person sings along in harmony. It's the loveliest thing that you can do to make your voice sound grand. These difficult things are the things you never will understand. If you could only give it a try and see if they're true, your voice would float like a feather and we'd sing together on two. Just if your shirt gets buzzed on near half a dozen will do. If you can get them ringing, then we all will be singing with you. Now sing, R2. That's a good start, but try putting the notes where they belong again. Good, that's much better. But never give up till you know that you're singing a perfect song. We know that you can do it, that you can do it, or two. Your every friend is better as a great duet beside you. How to do it with a photograph or a diagram of the human brain or some such silly scheme? Never tickle his funny bow and watch him scream. <laughs> well, the same is true of music, as I think you see. It's a little more than someone saying do rain me. It's a little like jumping out in space with no firm ground below. Give it the best that you have, maybe up and away you'll go. The time is now, we're showing you how it's over to you. Your voice will pop like a feather and song sing together or two. Come take that chance, that physical dance, no time for review. And with those notes you're bringing us, we all will be singing with you. Now you try it, Artu. R2-D2 and C-3PO with their rendition of Sleigh Ride here on U-62, the Targ. And you know what? I think it's time to start winding things down. It is Saturday night after all, and I want to go home and just relax on the couch, watch some movies. You know, with the recent death of David Bowie, I've really been feeling like watching Labyrinth again. So when I was in the city a couple of weeks ago, I grabbed Labyrinth out of the discount bin for 10 bucks. I watched it then, well, it doesn't hold up as much as I remember it as I was a kid. Probably because, you know, now that I'm a little more grown up, I see that the plot is kind of weak. But, you know, Labyrinth was in a two-pack with The Dark Crystal, and I'm, I don't know about The Dark Crystal, when I was a kid, the Dark Crystal scared the shit out of me. I absolutely refused to watch it again. But ever since college, I've been thinking, 
you know, I'm old enough to handle it now. I think I should give it another shot. So I've got the Dark Crystal on Blu-ray along with Labyrinth, and that's waiting for me when I get home from doing this show. So I think it's time to bring things to an end. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been The Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Well, that was pointless. Yeah.